Hey guys, welcome to the podcast where we talk about historical movements. Today we will be spreading awareness about Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is a movement that has been going on for a continuous amount of time, but last summer after the death of George Floyd, protests and movements for the cause picked up a lot. Today I have with me a special guest. Brooke Williams. Brooke! I didn't say anything. We were talking. Brooke Williams, everyone! Brooke, say hi. Hello. I don't know how to edit this, so that's going to be hard. So, Brooke's not with us anymore today. This is a different day. Uh, so, Brooke will not be a part of this um, episode or podcast episode. So, it's just going to be me. And, yeah. Alright, let's get started. We're going to be starting off with the protesting that has been going on in downtown Portland. Alright, I read this from an article by Cassidy Tarla. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. But it said water bottles. She was basically just talking about what she would bring to protesting, like the peaceful protesting. And she goes, water bottles, granola bars, goggles, earplugs, milk. First aid kits, hand warmers, face masks, cardboard signs. These are the things I arm myself with before heading to a Black Lives Matter protest. And then basically she goes on to describing what officers bring. Police officers. Rubber bullets, firearms, pepper spray, batons, tear gas, bulletproof vests, handcuffs, bats, flashbangs, body shields. And she says, these are the things police officers are armed with at a Black Lives Matter protest. The thing about Black Lives Matter protests is, I don't think protest is the right word for them anymore. They're like a little, like a little community event with speakers, music, marches, free food, even cookouts. And in some ways, they resemble block parties. Everyone gathered around in a solidary bringing food to share with the crowd, passing around safety kits and water bottles. I've never felt, when I see these, I have never felt a stronger sense of community than a Black Lives Matter protest. But I will say some of the protesting has been getting out of hands recently in downtown Portland. I would now describe these peaceful protests now as riots and I think it's gotten like this because people just want an excuse to burn things, smash windows, especially like I don't know if you've seen the Apple store, but the Apple store all the windows were smashed and people were just stealing things from inside the Apple store. And I think that this once was a peaceful protest and now is getting out of hands and I think people are understanding that now and they're trying to fix it and turn it back into a peaceful protest i guess that's how i would explain the protesting that has been going on all right now let's start talking about kim potter or i don't know how to pronounce her last name potter something like that it's something something like that but we're gonna be talking about her and what she did okay so kim potter I'm just going to say Potter. I don't really care if I'm pronouncing it wrong. But she was a veteran police officer. A veteran police officer. Keep that in mind. 
She fatally shot Dante Wright, a 20-year-old black man in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. Kim Potter shot an innocent man who was scared because she mixed up her taser and her gun. How do you do that when you're a veteran police officer? And I know some people might say this is an accident, but Kim should know better. and she sh She's a veteran police officer. Gosh, I don't understand how that even happens. And she mixed up her gun and her taser. That doesn't make sense. But thankfully, she's no longer a police officer. She's no longer on the force, which I think is a good thing. She was actually training people when this happened. And in the end of the video, the clip that I watched, you can actually hear her say, I shot him. Like, you can hear her say that. And I, th those words just, I just, that, like, honestly, it hurts me in the inside. I don't understand how you mix something like that up, especially when you're supposed to be training people. You're supposed to be teaching them how to do things. And then you go ahead and do this. It just does not make sense to me at all. All right, I don't know if you can hear my computer on the verge about to explode because I think it's overheating, but I don't really care. Uh, but we are going to be starting, we're going to be talking about George Floyd now. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so this one is going to be really sad. Um, this whole topic, I think, is just honestly just so upsetting. But on May 25th, Minneapolis police officers arrested George Floyd, a 46-year-old black man, after a convenience store employee called 911 and told police that Floyd had bought cigarettes with a counterfeit $20 bill. I watched a video of basically everything that happened. It was like a combined video that shows a ton of evidence about what is happening. And it shows like different angles of security cameras and people that have recorded things. But in the video, at the beginning of the video, you just see Floyd in his car. And um, they go up to him, like the police officers arrive there, they go up to Floyd's car and immediately they just start attacking him. They... And he wasn't resisting, he wasn't doing anything that would cause them to immediately just pull him out of the car and put handcuffs on him. But they did that anyways for some odd reason, and it didn't take them any time. They did it really quickly, and they took him off to the side, and then all of a sudden they started taking him back to the cop car and... Uh, Floyd is actually claustrophobic, and he's like, I don't want to go in there, like, it's, he, the cop cars are just too claustrophobic, so, he was complaining about that, and one of the officers, I can't remember what officer, but he just eventually pulls him out of the cop car, and they start pinning him down to the ground, and Floyd was unconscious and pinned beneath three police officers, showing no signs of life. After the first 17 minutes of the first squad car arriving at the scene. Um, by combining videos from bystanders and security cameras, reviewing officials' documents, and consulting experts. I got this from the New York Times. The New York Times, the New, the New York Times reconstructed in detail the minutes leading to Mr. Floyd's death. Um, the videos show police officers taking a series of actions that violate the policies of the Minneapolis 
police department and turned fatal, leaving Floyd unable to breathe and even even as he and onlookers called out for help. They just didn't move. They were I I just don't understand. He was even in the video, you can hear him saying, I can't breathe. He said it so many times, so many times. It, it got to the point where he was, like, actually calling for his mom because I think he knew, like, it was getting that bad. But the day after Floyd's death, the police department fired all four of the police officers involved in the episode or in that video that was shown. And on May 29th, the Hennepin County attorney Mike Freeman announced third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter charges against Derek Chauvin, the officer seen most clearly in the witness video pinning Floyd to the ground. Chauvin, who is, a white, who is white, kept his knees on Floyd's neck for at least 8 minutes and 15 seconds, according to the Times analysis on the time-stamped video. The video investigation shows that Chauvin did not re remove his knee even after Floyd had continuously and for a full minute and 20 seconds after the paramedics arrived at the scene. Gosh, that is just... How? They were, in the video, you can see everyone just yelling at him and yelling at him, like, get off his neck, he can't breathe. But he just would not do anything. Eventually, he actually pulled out mace and was going to attack bystanders and you can see that in the video and I just don't I just don't understand why people have to be like that he wasn't even resisting he wasn't even doing anything that would cause someone like that to just pin him to the ground stand on his neck for I can't remember how long it was but for a really long time that is just so sad and disappointing that there are people like this on our earth I just don't understand. So that concludes this week's podcast episode. I don't even know what to say for the ending. But that concludes this episode about Black Lives Matter. This the whole point of this episode was to just really educate people about, or just spread awareness about Black Lives Matter. And for people just to have a better understanding and to educate people about this because I think it's a really important thing for people to know and understand. So yeah, that's it.